Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind. And first of all, can I just say, I am so blessed and pleased that you're here to join us and take out this time for you and your business with the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. It's our absolute privilege to be joining you today from wherever you are. And I would love, of course, for you to continue following us, check out our previous episodes, our amazing guests that we've had come in. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the action. But today I'm going to be introducing another very special guest. It's my honor and privilege to be able to meet with and speak with incredible individuals all over the globe and bring them to you, whether you're walking and listening to this on your phone, whether you are in your car right now, whether you're on a plane, whether you are watching us on your computer or your laptop. Wherever you're joining us from, wherever in the world you are, it is such an honor to be able to bring these people to you and help them impact your life and to live out their mission and legacy. And this individual is another one of those incredible people who is dedicated to giving back and impacting lives. This episode takes a little bit of a different twist. The reason being is I know that a lot of you come here to talk all about social media for your business. But one of the things that we learn as we grow our businesses is that being great in business and having success comes back to us filling every cup in our lives, having great health physically and emotionally, having great relationships, taking care of ourselves in lots of different ways, and of course, always to be learning. This individual is somebody who I really believe I came across as purely divine intervention, and we're going to tell a bit about that story during the episode, but today I get to introduce you to Rob Swimer. Now, Rob is uh, joining us from the other side of the globe, but he himself is a certified coach. He is also a best-selling author. His very first book, uh, that he's ever produced um, is has become a bestseller. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the episode. But the thing I love about Rob is that he has had an amazing life experience. He's going to tell you a little bit about his background and why he is where he is today, but he is dedicated to giving back, to giving back to other people in business to and to dedicated as well to men's mental health. I knew that this was a really important episode to deliver today and one that I feel uh, contains content that I do not believe is spoken about enough. So I'm not going to give too much more away right now, but I really encourage you, open up your mind, open up your heart and listen in to what Rob's got to say. There are so many really critically important messages in here, both for you, my beautiful listener, and also for those people in your life. So, With that said, I'm going to hand over to the man himself and introduce Rob Swimer. everybody and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. It is my absolute pleasure today to introduce a very special guest. We are joined today by best-selling author and certified life coach Rob Swimmer. Welcome on in, Rob. It's amazing to have you here today. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure and I feel really excited to have you here. It was kind of a little bit by divine intervention that we connected um, and I really feel like the message that you're going to share today is going to be an extraordinarily powerful one for our listeners and we'll get into that in a moment. But you and I both did Business Mastery just a few, oh, was it a few months ago? I'm going to say maybe. It seems like a year ago. Oh, so a lot of our listeners know that we were doing it all through the night here in Australia because, of course, it started at midnight and finished at around about two o'clock in the afternoon the following day and did that for five days. And uh, you, of course, were in the studio for their first studio audience um, back with Tony Robbins. How was that? Oh, it was an amazing experience. I mean, whenever I'm in the room with that big guy, I always get something out of it and the energy and you know, I've gone to many events and uh, being a platinum partner, I get to travel and, and do that. And and uh, I, I just I always, always get the energy and the and the uplifting uh, from being in there. And it's been great because with the with the pandemic, of course, this, the first time I've seen him 
been able to see and say hello to him in almost two and a half, three years. So, yeah, it's it's just been such a whirlwind, hasn't it? But how amazing to be back in person like that. And um, it looked like such an amazing setup. We were hoping to be there in person for that event. Unfortunately, it just didn't quite pan out. But um, the the really amazing thing was that I caught sight of you twice uh, on the camera during the event. And you actually had the opportunity to get up and uh, and speak at one point briefly with Tony. And you were talking about uh, the very topic we're going to discuss today. And I just got a little bit of a punch in the chest and went, my audience really need to hear this. And uh, I think it's going to be a really powerful one because it's one that I think uh, particularly a lot of women kind of go, oh, it doesn't relate to me. I'm not going to listen to it. And in actual fact, um, I think it's it's potentially probably an even more important message for them to hear than the guys in some ways. So I'm I'm super excited to have you here. So thank you for your time. time. First of all, that's really awesome. Oh no! It's, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with all these uh, w- women warriors. <laughs> women warriors. Well, we do have some male <laughs> warriors, but I yeah, we've, well, we've got mostly women warriors. So I love that. Awesome. Good. Now, Rob, Great. for our audience, for our women warriors yeah. and our man warriors uh, alike, um, can you share a little bit about your backstory? Just you know how it is that you've got to where you are today. Why you're doing what you're doing? Um, I know it's a very powerful story, and it's probably one that could take up the whole segment in itself, but I'll I'll let you say in your words a little bit about who Rob is. Yeah, well, let me do the cliff notes uh, for you. Um, (laughs) You know, my backstory is it's not really unlike a lot of people, right? And I say this all the time. I am a regular guy that went through a lot of crap, right? And, And everybody has their story. Everybody has a story they can tell. And mine started with some adversity at a very young age. I was um, diagnosed with Tourette's and had a lot of issues around that uh, with bullying and ostracizing. And kids can be mean, obviously, as I was ticking and moving. And, you know, I've learned how to control it in my 61 years, but it's still there. Uh, and because of that, I had massive learning disabilities. Uh, and I grew up with that that whole stigma of being, uh, you know, in the small, in the, in the slow kids group. You know, I was in that group and uh, I had massive learning disabilities in reading and, and math. Um, but I overcame that. I overcame that, um, and I, I actually could uh, thrive. And and I was able to go to college. I graduated with decent grades in college and mm-hmm. started my business career. And 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 you know, adversity found me all the way through my life. Um, and I had challenges with addiction, um, and I've conquered that for now thirty years. Um, wow, well done. Yeah, yeah, and. And through that journey, I had uh, bouts with suicidal ideation Mm -hmm. and um, was able to conquer that as well with faith, not fear, and being able to, you know, get through that adversity. And most recently, the catalyst for me really being an advocate for mental health and mental health awareness for both men and women Mm -hmm. is really when I lost my wife of 32 years suddenly Mm -hmm. to a brain aneurysm. And that was the biggest event in my life that really shook me. And it changed my perspective. And I realized that um, I would thrive, and I did, and I've and I have. I've thrived, uh, not just survived. And when I did that, uh, Sam, I, I went back and I analyzed my life mm. because as a kid, I didn't have these tools that I've learned in the last decade. And I said, "How did I actually do this? You know, what did I do that was so different?" Mm. And I started to unpack it and peel back the layers, and I realized that I actually did overcome adversity by taking steps in my life, even as a kid, not even knowing it. And um, we talked a little bit about adversity stacking. Mm. You know, James Clear wrote the book about habit stacking, right? And and I read that book and I said, you know, I adversity stack, you know, and because you recognize the small adversities, the little challenges in life that every day, and if you stack them and you really recognize them and learn from them, then when the big one comes, you can thrive. And I did. And I proved that you can do that. Yeah, wow. And just in itself, that's really powerful. And the I, I think, you know, I know that we've got a lot of listeners that are going through some tough times at the moment. And yeah. um, and I think there's this feeling, I don't know what your thoughts are around this, Rob, but there's this feeling that, well, COVID's not really an issue anymore. We got past that tough place. That was where I had the excuse that it was okay to not be feeling quite right. But I have to be okay now because everything's good. We're we're getting back to normal, right? And I think people are not giving themselves the space to accept that, you know what, there's 
it's still okay to not be okay. And there's there's still, you know, a huge fallout from the last few years as well. What are your thoughts around that and where people are with that? Yeah, I can't, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I, I think that it, and I say this all the time, it is okay to be not okay, right? And and I can tell you that the 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 reverb after all this is going to be massive for decades yeah. and generations. And we have to be ready for that, right? Mm. So as adults, we have to be ready that this will be different. And we have to treat that right differently. And we have to be aware. Mm. It's self-awareness of what's going on. Yeah. Yes, COVID, COVID is is weaning and we're kind of trying to get back to normal. But I always say, people say, well, we're gonna, what's the new normal? And I said, there is no normal. There's no huh. new normal. No. It's just <laughs> moving forward, right? And how I do it is I move forward with new perspective. Mm. All of that adversity through COVID gave me another another layer of perspective that I can use to overcome adversity next time. Mm. Now, Rob, the other thing I just want to point out here, because I've had the pleasure of speaking with you already and yeah. getting to know you a little bit prior to the podcast. And I know it's really easy for people to say, you know, hey, I'm struggling and it's all good for you to say because you woke up feeling great this morning. But I know for a fact that this is something that you work on every single day. You don't just wake up and go, hey, I feel awesome. I'm good. You yeah. work at this, right? Right. Every day, every day. Yeah, we we get a daily reprieve to get in the right state and in the right mindset. Yeah. And I truly believe that you have to work on it every day. And, and you know, I I give in my book, Surrender to Adversity, right? I lit, I give the blueprint. I give what I did, right? Again, just a regular guy that's got a few tricks, right? Mm-hmm. And what worked for me. And if somebody gets something out of that, that's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to give back, to give more, yeah. um, and, to, and to just share my lessons and, and what I learned. Because what I've done in the last decade is really work on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to get back in touch with myself. And when I did that, everything changed. My business changed. Amazing mm. things happened in business. I tell people all the time, and I know that there's a lot of people here in business. And when I got that right, and I got my perspective right, and I worked on myself, I realized that I went back into my 40-year career of sales and sales leadership. And in the last nine years, I have made more money than the 31 years combined before. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I was successful. I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I didn't have a good career those 31 years, you know. Mm. Uh, But I did the math and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I went back and I said, this works. So now I lead lead businesses like that. I lead with empathy. I lead with servant leadership. I Mm. go into business relationships to give and not get. Yeah. They understand that I'm coming that way. I'm authentic and it pays off because the customers react to you. The customers will make that human connection if that's what you're looking for. We all know we're magnets, right? We're magnets. And and if I go into a relationship to give and not get, guess what? They're going to do the same thing. Yeah. They feel that energy, right? And it's a beautiful thing. It's, It's an absolutely beautiful thing. And even in corporate America, I talk about love having empathy. And, and I use that word love and I use that on people under my charge. And I'm not afraid to do that as a guy. And I'm not afraid to do that and to show that vulnerability because I think, I think that's the superhero power. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Just, you know, that concept of, of entering, you know, we talk about this a lot inside of our Rise Up in a Circle membership group where we meet twice a week to do reach outs. And one of the core things that, that people are having massive success with there is doing those reach outs to give and not get. And I love that concept. I love that you've just repeated that. Um, that was not pre-organized, everybody. Oh, <laughs> I've heard no, me say this a lot. No. It's about entering those relationships without a hidden agenda or yeah. an expectation um, or even an objective of any sort, just going in and making it about the relationship and giving and connecting with people because that's where the magic happens. So I love that you've yeah. just repeated that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you and I both know that business is a spiritual game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I learned that from uh, from the big guy, Tony. And and I truly believe that because I live it, right? So when I hear these sayings and these, you know, these great quotes, and I, I say, you know, the thing is, if, I, if it resonates with me because I actually, I live it every day. And mm-hmm. I see the effects, I see the effects of the physiology of the people under my charge, right? And 
the fact that they're releasing instead of cortisol when they're looking at fight or flight and making mistakes or they're panicked or they're worrying about everything they're releasing oxytocin which is the love hormone which is the you know we all belong to the same purpose and mm. that's my goal is to make sure that everybody's releasing the right hormones and they're in the right state right and they're and they're thriving inside the business and outside the business right mm. that's that's my that's my mission yeah, so good. Okay, so Rob, I just want to talk to you now a little bit about men's mental health. You're really passionate about this. And uh, I think it's something that there's becoming a little bit more awareness around, but I think it's still in its infancy stages at the moment. I want to talk to you about um, where you feel women are placed with this because we've got mostly uh, women listeners and um, not not all. We've got some amazing male listeners as yeah. well, but I want to speak to those women for a little moment here. Can you share why it's important that women are also have an awareness and why it's an important message for both males and females alike? Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. I think as a, you know, as a relationship, right? Uh, uh, I used to hear the comment that uh, it's you need to go in 50-50, right? To be together mm. and to have a great relationship. Well, I believe uh, uh, it needs to be 100-100. Um, yeah. and, and, right? And, and, uh, a uh, uh, little known fact of mine, I'm actually an ordained minister and I, I uh, officiate weddings all the time. And I, I always say that, you know, and I, and I say that because in, in this context, when you're talking about mental health, mm -hmm. um, the both partners have to be, have to be okay with it. They have to mm -hmm. be aware of it and they both have to be in the game, right? Whether it's a female or a male, they've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable with that, that both yeah. partners are okay to get the help do the self-care, show the vulnerability. It's okay. You don't have to be this superhero husband or wife, the superhero wife now, the moms that are, you know, they're juggling all these things, right? It's all happening. And the mental health for women is a big thing too, right? They're trying to juggle all their, their CEO of the house, right? And, you know, it's like it, it, it happens. So I believe it's 100-100. And the only way you do that is you both talk about it openly. And it's okay to talk about it and, and you know, uh, get help get help. It's uh, I can tell you from experience if if I didn't get help, I would not be stand, I would not be sitting here right now speaking mm. to you. I can guarantee you. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's, there are some steps for sure before the getting help stage even comes about. L let's talk about, you know, for, for the women um, that are listening right now and guys, you guys just tune in. Cause I know, I know that you're listening, you're going, Oh, here we go. But the girls, I want you to pay attention for a sec. Um, Rob, you know, you talk a lot about vulnerability being a sign of courage, not weakness. And yeah. I think for a lot of the boys out there, this is an issue because um, if I'm vulnerable, I'm weak. I'm not the strong male figure in, you know, th there's this, this stereotype that I need to live up to and I have to be strong, I have to be tough, I've got to have this facade on, I have to be the protector and uh, I've, I've got to um, absolutely can't show any vulnerability here. Can you just speak into that for a little moment? Because I know that that's a really big touch point for you. It is. It is. Look, I mean, we're we're version 1.0. You and I both know that. We've studied that, right? The caveman brand, right? brain. So men are in that mode. That's that's where they are, right? It's protector. It's hunter, right? Uh, it's strength, right? All that is who we are. That's what our brain is wired for. We have to rewire our brain to realize that that's not all it is there for. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's important that we realize that vulnerability is authentic. Vulnerability is strength. If you're authentic to yourself, that's strength. That's conviction. That's who you are. And it's okay to be that because if you don't get help, what's the alternative? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not around for your family. You're not around for your wife or husband. Right. You're not around for your grandkids. So, how is that strength? Mm -hmm. That to me, is not strength. To me, strength is getting help, admitting your faults, admitting where you need help, and going and getting that self-care so you mm. can be who you can be. Yeah. And then everything changes, right? Your relationships change with not only inside your house, but outside your house. You know, your business associates, your friends, your community, people mm. you meet at Starbucks getting a coffee, everything changes. Your whole perspective changes if you do that. So I am begging men and women worldwide now on a crusade to say, look, I know for fact, because I've gone through it, right? 
I believe that I'm a wounded healer, just like Greek mythology, right? That talks about the wounded healer. It's the person that went through it, that's mm. wounded, that can give perspective. And mm. I've been there. And I know that if I didn't get help, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So, Rob, what does help look like? So help comes in many forms, right? And it depends on what you're dealing with, to be honest with you. Mm. But help could be, um, you know, somebody to talk to. It could be a professional, right? It could be a mentor. It could be somebody you look up to, right? Mm. It, 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 it comes in so many forms. But I believe that you have to pray and meditate on it because I believe in faith, not fear, right? Yeah. I'm a spiritual person. And I think if you put it out in the universe, the universe will bring you who needs to be in your life. It's happened to me so many times that I have absolutely no doubt about it Yeah, uh, at the right time. So it comes in many forms. Um, and it's not just professionals. It can be people that are coming into your life. And if you mm -hmm. open your heart, right, uh, like the lanes in the highway, I always say, if you're just looking at your lane, you're missing everything going by you. Yeah. you open your heart to that next lane, you're going you're gonna to receive from the universe what you need. Mm. Surprised it is right. It could be yeah. a coworker. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you just met that came into your life, like you came into mine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and what a blessing that is. But sometimes it can't for me. Not you. <laughs> I'm sure both ways. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Rob. But um, but I do. You know, sometimes as well. And I, I, the reason I just wanted to clarify that I think there's. You know, I. I know I'm I'm obviously married for the second time with my amazing husband Greg and we we've done a huge amount um of work and learning together the two of us have both had a lot to work through from from our own pasts and mm -hmm. in doing that we've recognized that sometimes that help doesn't necessarily look like the typical counselor or psychologist that everyone is afraid of because I think there's this fear and certainly I had it when I when I went through my first marriage breakdown that when you have to go and get help, that means it's over Red Rover. Like there's no resurrecting it. It's kind of like the first sign of the end. And in my head, I was telling myself that yeah. seeing someone was just admitting that we're done, we can't feel that's it. No one goes to a counselor or psychologist and and you know saves the marriage. Um, mm. it's just admitting you now have a problem. And that was my mentality. But the interesting thing about that was that I've learned with Greg that not only is is that sort of help an absolute necessity to having, you know, a, a powerful, uh, growing, connected relationship, but it's all because it's about understanding each other and we're, we're two very different human beings. Everyone is in a relationship. But the other thing that was really interesting about that was there was this mentality I feel that a lot of people have around counsellors and psychologists and whilst they are amazing and they've got a very important part to play, there are other ways that that you can be helped as well. And, you know, you and I have done a lot, for example, with Tony Robbins. We've done a lot as well with MJB Seminars who have come into our podcast. There are amazing facilitators out there that yes. also can provide learning that will, will help you better understand yourselves. And so that help could look like those things as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I tell everybody, get a life coach, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, I, everybody should have a life coach. Everybody should have a mentor, a couple of mentors. I have reverse mentors for the younger generation. So I sort of get that too. Wow. I mean, Hang on. Whoa. A reverse mentor. You have to explain that. Well, so a reverse mentor is a, like a millennial for me. I'm 61, right? So I, I talk to people in their 20s and 30s to find yeah, out what's yeah. their perspective, you know? And yep. so I can make sure that I'm ready. I'm using the right language, right? And as I'm yep. leading people. So um, that's what I call it, right? So Yeah, so good. I, I love that. Well, how clever yeah. of you to even go there. That's awesome. Well, I'm just trying to be as well-rounded to make sure that I get the right language for the right generation, yeah. right? Because I get to speak uh, quite often and I want to make sure that I get the message out correctly, right? Yeah. It's being, being done right. So, but yeah, I mean, life coaches are, are amazing and they come in different forms as we, you and I both know, um, you know, even, you know, I, I don't want to uh, go against the psychologists, right. And the psychological uh, aspect of it. And those professionals, no, they are uh, very important. I agree. They're very important. And in fact, studies show, I just read a study the other day, 85% of graduates from psychology and psychologists, 85% have at some point in their life struggled with mental health issues. Mm. So, you know, so, and you know, I didn't know that. Right. Um, and so that's a really good stat to keep in mind that across the couch there, they've had, they've had some issues too, like everybody else. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that, and that's important to remember. It's um, yeah, everyone's got a story. We, I was um, our beautiful Rachel, who works on our team. We often get we get together every Monday. And we have a, a you know a connect as a team, and we sort of go through our week's challenges and su- challenges and successes before we talk about all the work related stuff. And one of the things that that I know she says a lot is, I just have to remind myself, and we all have to remind ourselves that everyone's got a story. And just because somebody is behaving in a certain way and we make these judgments, we've got to remember that everyone's got something going on that we may not know behind the scenes. And that's a really, it changes the way I feel that we we handle other human beings when we really think about it that way. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point too, is, is don't assume that just because they're sitting on the other side of the couch, they've got it all together. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, I just want to speak this was where i was going before with the the ladies listening how can we encourage yeah. the men in our lives to be vulnerable and not to feel weak in doing that yeah i think you've got to change the narrative mm. you've got to change the narrative and i always say you've got to normalize the mental health conversation yep it has to be something that's just normal and normal to everybody around you right it has to be okay to talk about it mm-hmm. it's not a stigma right? It's not negative. It's not a weakness. I mean, look, if nothing else, the last two or three years have chose has, have taught us is that we need to talk about it because yeah. we're losing people. We're losing people at a very high rate that should not be leaving this earth. They're beautiful souls. Mm-hmm. They need to be here and we're losing them every day. And there's just no need of it. We yeah. have to reach out and make sure that they change the narrative. It's up to us to do that, right? Everybody asks me that. What can we do? What can we do? Well, it's up to us to actually change that narrative. No one's going to do that for you. No one's going to do that for us. So that's why I'm changing the narrative to say, normalize the conversation for men and women and yeah. talk about it. It's okay. Because just like you said, when you go to the therapist, oh, game over. For mm. me, I changed my narrative internal. I changed my story to say, when I did that, it was the beginning of my journey. Yeah. I changed. I changed my internal story. And I said, Ah, now I'm beginning my journey. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, so good. And um, Rob, you you talk a lot about um, giving in, not giving up. Can you speak into that for a little? Yeah. So when I was I was in London <clears throat> during my uh, two, I had a two year assignment in London. Uh, I was there. I was there uh, three weeks, and then COVID hit. So I was uh, forced to be in my flat for two years. Uh, as an American running the UK and I as a sales leader with no one who knew me, I knew nobody in the whole country. And I realized that that was certainly an adversity in my life. So I started to write this book and I said, you know, here I am in London writing a book about adversity as I'm going through adversity yet again in my life. (laughs) And And I laughed about it. And I said, you know, I, I started to look back again, like I said at the beginning, I look back at my life And I unpacked it because I was writing a story about my life. And I realized that at every point in my adversity, whether I knew it or not, I was giving in and not giving up. Because if I was giving up, again, I wouldn't be here. If I gave up at certain points, I wouldn't be here. So giving, I changed the word. I started to research that. And I said, giving in versus giving up. When I give in, now I accept it, right? And I can deal with it. Mm. So. I came up with these three steps by saying, if you give in and you take these three steps, you got a shot at it, right? Now, there's a lot of work. You know, this is not easy. And I'm not saying that if you take these three steps, you're good. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. But this is what I did. And I found out going through my life, Sam, that I was doing it as a little kid and not even realizing it, Mm. right? Because I wasn't taught what was going on. But when I started to study the psychology of it, then I stopped. Then I got real interested. So the whole book is about giving in, not giving up, and mm-hmm. taking these steps, right? And uh, and I talked to military leaders, right, all around the world. They said the same thing. When they have surrender, they don't give up. They give in. They pull back, they evaluate, and they move forward in a new way. Mm-hmm. They don't even call surrender giving up, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm on to something. So that's when I peeled it back. I said, here, I've got these three steps. I think that may work for you. If you can take something out of it, this is what I did for the book. I, and I told stories from all over the world from people that had gone through divorce, trauma, physical, mental, you know, losing their job, whatever, any, any kind of adversity. 
And we all said the same thing. Yeah. It was all we gave in. We didn't give up because we thrived again afterwards, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. it. I mean, that's that's kind of all about uh and it's about these three steps, right? And I'll go through them with you if you like. Yeah, just, let's I, let's go through them. Yeah. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. So so the first step is to accept and acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. And here we trade in our expectations for acceptance. If you do that, your whole world changes, your whole universe changes, and you're getting different messages, you're getting different vibes, you're getting you're getting different language coming back to you right away mm-hmm. if you open your heart to it, accept and acknowledge. The second step is to lean in and thank your adversity outwardly. Thank you for showing me this adversity. And realize that it's here to make you stronger, mm. not break you. Yep. Right? The third step is to evaluate your options. At that point, you pull back, you evaluate, and you move forward then with new purpose and new perspective. It's mm. all about perspective, right? Mm. And everybody wants a purpose. And if you pull back and you really evaluate what you're going through with a clear mind, you can move forward with purpose and perspective. Yeah, those are three steps, and that's what I learned. And I did that, and I I did that when when I lost Bonnie, and uh, you, you couldn't imagine a more horrific event in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty two years, right? In a second, she was gone, and I yeah. took these steps. I took these steps, and I thrived. Yeah, so such a a, a you know a, a value. Just three simple steps, and they're not simple. I know. I understand that there's words. So, yeah. there, there's a lot of work to that, but there's simplicity of it in itself is really powerful because we've all got the capability of doing it. The problem is that for so many of us, we don't want to. And the one that really stands out for me that I feel like is the pivotal one that most of us don't do would be number two. Um, That's the the being thankful for the adversity. A lot of us can acknowledge uh, what's going on. A lot of us can evaluate and look at what we need to do and our options but it, that that middle part, would you agree, is the part that so many people struggle with? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I'm just to be honest with you. I mean, that's a tough one for me. You ah. know, um, as I'm in the hospital and my wife is laying there in life support, uh, I'm on my knees, um, completely distraught. Um, that second one is absolutely difficult to do. Mm. But I knew if I didn't do it, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't get up off the ground. Yeah. Oh, that was the choice, right? Mm. Choices: Do I stay on the ground, or do yeah. I get up and thrive? Right. And yeah. who are you doing it for? Right. Who are you doing it for? You know, I've got my kids watching me, my grandkids, my, you know, my community, my friends, my family. Do I stay on the ground? Or do I get up? Mm. The only way you get up is that second step. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, understanding too, finding your why in life, and 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 understanding what you're here for, and what your mission and your vision, and even your legacy is. At the end of the day, what do you want to leave behind? When when that's greater than the adversity that you face, then you don't have a choice. You know, um, you know, I've heard so many people say. I, I, you know, I had suicidal thoughts. The only reason I didn't do it was because uh, I was worried about my kids if I left. Right. And, you know, that in itself is a reason greater, a legacy greater um, than the adversity that you're facing. And so, you know, one of the things that really stood out for me, and I heard this only, um, I was listening to Byron Katie, actually, amazing, amazing. I know you're probably familiar with uh, Byron Katie. Um, she has got an audio book, Loving What Is, and I'm listening to the follow-up from that at the moment. I can't remember what it's called, but the one thing that she said was, you know, I would have committed suicide many times over, but the only reason I didn't was because I had a reason greater than what I was facing to live for. And sometimes finding that before <laughs> you're facing the adversity, knowing what your legacy is, knowing what your mission is, knowing what you're here on this earth for, and finding that. Um, because some of us haven't stopped to think about it. Right. It's, it's just so important and so powerful. So, yeah. Very true. And Very and I true. just, as you were talking about the, you know, there are people out there waiting for me, Rob. You were saying, you know, I've got to get up off the floor. You know, there there is a reason I have to get up. Um, yeah. The thing is, we've got to have the reason, right? Got to have a reason. Got to have a purpose, right? We all have to find our purpose, right? Mm. And there's ways to do that. You and I have done the work as well to mm. find that purpose. And I think 
uh, personal development is another aspect mm. of everybody's life that people yeah. need to do that. They, however they do it, YouTube videos, uh, you know, we're, I'm, we're both fortunate to be able to, to, to go and, and, and listen to Tony Robbins or see Tony Robbins or Benet Brown or, or Simon Sinek, anybody, right. That, that is, uh, you know, Les Brown, um, you know, the list goes on. Right. Yeah. And, and these people, these people are, are, are just great people to listen to and, and, and something will click with you uh, if you do that. And it's something that you need to be a student. People say, be a student of the game. And I say, be, be a student of your game. Yeah. You know, and, and that's one way to do it. Right. And, and, you know, focus on your, on yourself. And you heard me when I shared, right. And, mm. you know, it was, it was, I, I focused on myself and I needed to do that because, mm. you know, the old saying in the airplane, you put your mask on first, right? Before you help others. So yeah. you've got to be strong. You've got to be strong. And this is how you do it. In my opinion, yeah. this is how I did it. And I'm just trying to share that message to as many people as possible. And if you get something between the lines that I wrote, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Now, I really want to encourage anyone out there, uh, ladies, if you've got a man in your life uh, or you yourself feel that you can benefit from this book, go and get yourselves a copy. Um, the You've got a copy of it right there in front of you, I'm assuming. It is. Of yeah. course. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my copy to arrive. I hope to have one here. But Surrender to Your Adversity. Um, this Rob is officially a best-selling author. I think this is just, with your first book, this is amazing and so well-deserved. So, um, you. you know, huge congratulations to you and thank, thank you, you for putting your heart out there and sharing with people in order to, you know, help others go inside and, uh, you know, and and to to give in rather than giving up. I think that's just amazing. So um, please get a copy for yourselves, get a copy for someone in your life. Rob, there was one other little question I just wanted to ask very quickly before we ask our four fun questions. And that yeah. is, I think people will be have become very good. This is probably not a new thing, but I'm going to throw it out there. I think people are very good at hiding and masking when they're struggling. Hmm. Can you suggest some ways that we can or, you know, some clues we could look for um, that tell us that someone might actually needs. it might just be that they need us initially, um, but maybe that they need some help or that they're struggling so that we can be there and step in. Um, and, you know, and if we, if there are not clues, you know, what can we do to find out, you know, what questions can we ask? Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to unpack there. And that is that, you know, when when you are in your head, right, uh, and not your heart, um, that's where the trouble is, right? And mm. we're just racing so fast now, and social media, and there's mm. multitasking, and there's studies that show that even people that can multitask are not really doing it effectively at all. Yeah. You know, it's just it just the brain is not wired like that. So when you're watching Netflix and you're on social media and you're doing email and you're on the phone, it, it you're not doing anything well at all, right? And mm. um, so I think it's. For me, it's about being mindful of where you are. What state are you in? Being mindful of yourself, right? Where are you, right? And if you're struggling and you're anxious, right? And you're, you, you feel that in your bones. You feel that in your state. I believe that you do know that. I mm. believe that people know that. I talk to people all day long and they'll, you know, I'm just not right. I don't feel right. Mm. Well, then tune into it, right? Tune into yeah. that and be mindful of it. That's yeah. my advice. So what about when we're looking at other people and we're paying attention to, say, our, our husband and we think, you know what, they've got it all together, they're all good, you know, you ask, are you okay? They go, yep. <laughs> How, what are some, what are, yep. <laughs> well, that's the first sign right there. You know? Yeah, you okay? Yep, move on, next question. Um, I, look, I, I, I am a, I'm a firm believer of making sure that you, you know, that you play off each other's energy and that you absolutely tune into that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't just ask one question. Are you okay? You know, <laughs> that's um, a very closed question, right? It's a yes or it no. Really, yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. It's, you know, where are you today? How are you, you know, are you, uh, where are you? And, and I asked, I mean, I asked that question from people that even work for me. It's like, you know, how are you feeling today? You know, mm. what are some of the things that you're struggling with right now? You know, yeah. why not ask that question? We, we're so scared to ask that question. Are you okay? Yep. You just said it, right? It's like, that's the stuff on the top of our tongue, right? But what if I came to you and said, hey, you know, Sam, um, is there anything today that you're particularly struggling with? Mm. You know, you, here, if you want to, you want to talk about it, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Much more powerful question, right? 
It might be, you know, I mean, it's worth a try, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, not all the answers here for sure, but I try and peel it back as much as I can. I, yeah. I, I don't want to just discount the answer, right? Mm, yeah, uh, that's yeah. awesome. And and just that listening process, but I like what you said about feeling the energy. You know, you often know, um, and, uh, you know, we, we've got teenage kids right now, and I'm going to throw it out there that there's a lot of mornings I will get out of bed, I'll walk into the lounge, and I can instantly feel the, and I'm like, mm-hmm. right, today is going to be an interesting day. <laughs> we've got exactly. some struggling people in the room. Which one is it? Um, and and I wouldn't say that I'm overly in tune. I would just say that it's something that when we pay attention to, I think we all can feel we just probably block it out a little bit. So, um, and, and there are times that we, you know, you, you feel you feel it, but you think it's you. You're like, why am I? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I in a bad mood? I've got no reason. Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's the person that you're with. So just stop for a moment and go, is this mine, or am I feeling what's coming from someone else? It's not. It's not voodoo, guys. It's how we're wired as human beings. We're energetic beings. It is a scientific fact. And so, you know, when there is someone around you who's struggling, you'll often be feeling it and you're you're not recognizing that. So it's a really powerful thing you just said there, Rob. I'll tell you what I what I've learned, and again, being a student of my game, what I've learned is that I need to be in tune to that energy, right? And, you know, it's electricity, right? And it's and, mm-hmm. and you feel that, right? If I walk into a room and my partner is not in the right state or she's not in a good mood, I feel that immediately. Yeah. But it takes practice too, and you've got to be aware of it. You have to open your heart up. See, you have to become vulnerable to help others. Yeah. Ooh. There you go. There's a, a good one. That. Yeah. So, <laughs> so suddenly everyone just went, ah, oh, and I'm out. Uh, <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, so important though, you do, you do have to. And, you know, this was actually a conversation I had recently. Um, I, I, I asked uh, one of my mentors, you know, how do I be there for my 15 year old? And she said, Sam, the first thing you have to do is share with her similar vulnerabilities to what you know she's going through. You need to share with her how you might be struggling or what you might have been going through or, you know, break it down so that she doesn't see you as being somebody who's got it all together um, yeah. and and trying to prove to the world that you've got it all together, but rather that you, you're you someone who's got struggles just like everybody else. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, what I found out is that um, one way to build trust is vulnerability. It's mm. one way. Um, and I found that out in business too, right? I told you when I went to London, I told you that story and, and, you know, here I am an outsider. I couldn't be any more outside, right? I'm in a different country. And, you know, how was I going to build trust with Mm. all these people in charge? Right. Um, and I went to my core beliefs and Mm. I, I built trust. One way I built trust out of many was vulnerability. I shared my struggles as I was stuck in my flat and doing zoom and trying to build relay. I shared my struggles of what it was like going through that. Yeah. And you build that trust exactly what you did to your 15 year old. Yeah. And it's all about opening up your heart and your airways to your heart. That's what you got to do. And just a reminder as well, you know, we talk about, um, and, and, you know, with social media training is what we spend most of our time doing. And we talk a lot about, uh, building trust with your fans and followers because people buy from those they like, know, and trust, right? We all know yeah. this, but the way that we tell people to build trust is to share stories because your stories are your vulnerabilities, even if they're not your life story, you know, just simple little things that you go through that make yeah. you human are what build trust. And sharing those stories can be done in so many different ways. But, you know, that also just it brings another thought to mind as well. If you know that there's someone around you that you sense is struggling and they're not opening up, you're asking the questions and they're shutting it down. You know, maybe that's your opportunity to say, hey, can I talk to you about something I'm struggling with and show that vulnerability, share a story or share something you've just been through because they're going to be more likely to open up to you if they feel like they're helping you versus um, then if they feel it's the other way around. Oh, it's perfect. I'll tell you what, what I love about that, what you just said is what I, I profess in my coaching is that I, I just did, a, I had a call yesterday with, with a gentleman and, and, and he bad place. And I said, here's my first advice, get out of yourself, mm. go help somebody else. Yeah. Even if it's somebody to cross the street, that little thing, mm. if you get out of yourself and help somebody else, 
then you will shift your state into some gratitude and you yeah. will shift your state right away. Mm. And uh, that's what I told him to do. That's what I told him. To do. Don't, don't overthink it and don't do something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out of yourself and just help yeah. somebody, help yeah. somebody in any way possible. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. If you do that, it'll yeah. shift. I, I had an interesting experience last week. I actually had a moment like this where I was thinking, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling great. It's not good. It's not a good day. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what, what can I do? And in that moment, I just went, do you know what? I'm going to find five people I can compliment on something. I don't even have to do something. I don't nope. have to, you know, use my energy up. I just have to find a genuine way I can compliment five people in the next hour. And went out and did that. It totally changed my head totally space. So yeah, it's it's a really important point and and something anyone can do no matter where you're at. It's not about you, it's about them, but it becomes about you. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And I what I do is I'll I'll call one of my the people that I work with or around and I'll I'll just call them up and say, I just want to tell you I appreciate you. Mm, yeah. I yeah. I appreciate you. Nothing yeah. specific. I just appreciate you. And they'll say, Oh wow, that you know. And I'll, we'll have a small conversation. I said, I, I don't want anything from you. I just wanted to call you and tell you that I appreciate you. Yeah, I love that. So good. So powerful, so small, um, yep. yet so big. <laughs> I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to, you know, put it to the side and, and, um, and downplay that. So, all right, Rob, we've got, we've, we've, I could talk to you all day. I feel like this is a conversation we could just uh, keep going with, but I do want to just quickly ask you some fun questions now um, okay. and just remind everyone, grab a copy of that book, guys. I think this is really powerful and really important. Gift it to somebody, have a couple on hand. Um, I'm certainly, I've got some on the way. I'm really excited to, to get my hands on a copy, but um Let's ask some quick questions here. And Rob, ironically, the first question is this: What is your favorite book to ask? No. To oh, well, no, no. So I have. I, <laughs> it's not. You mine. can. We can say two. We'll put yours on there as well. But let, yeah, let's throw another one in the mix, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have, I have, I have many, and and I, you know, my background again. I'm, I'm not a reader and a writer. Believe it or not, I mean, I. I can't retain anything I read, so I highlight everything and I read it seven times. But I, I, um, I met this gentleman uh, at a Tony Robbins event. Actually, mm. um, he wrote this book called Attributes. Can you see that? Uh, yep, the attributes. So Riding this book is this gentleman was a Navy SEAL and a Navy SEAL commander, mm -hmm. and what he realized was, and Simon Sinek talks about this with trust. If you've ever seen that trust talk he does where the Navy SEALs have a graph where they have high performance and trust. And they will take the medium performer with high trust over anybody. Mm. They don't want the high performer, low trust, right? So this gentleman has put together 25 attributes of the Navy SEALs that People have to be successful in that in that environment, and they're not always the people that you would think. You know, the the college athlete Heisman Trophy Award winner will mm. be washed out of Navy SEAL because he may not have, or she may not have the right attributes. Wow. Now, the really cool, yeah, it's it happens, and the really cool thing about that book is he relates it to business and the attributes mm. that you need, and yes. it dovetails a lot of my messages. So him and I have actually. Are becoming uh, uh, fast friends, and I think there's a lot we're going to do together to impact people's lives. So that is my favorite book right now, and I'm reading it now. And uh, I would say to go out and get that um, and read it after you read mine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll put them in order, guys. We'll put them in order. I love it. <laughs> I do want to say I do want to say one thing before I have to leave you, and and that is that. Um, um, all the proceeds from my book, all the royalties that I receive from my book, I'm giving away to charity. And I'm oh, wow. focusing that charity on mental health awareness worldwide. So so if you do my book, do buy my book, you are contributing to mental health awareness uh, and the charities that uh, support that. So um, I'm doing that because uh, that's my mission to give back. I love that. So good. Um, just, yeah, awesome. And thank you so much for your generosity there, Rob. We'll, uh, we've got a fundraising uh, ball happening very shortly. I might get a copy to put into the auction for there. So there you go. It'll give back twice. How exciting. Ah, I love it. I love it, Sam. Thank you. Now, Rob, I've got to ask uh, the question that I know is going to be one of your favorites, and that is, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? 
Yeah. So I thought about this, you know, you kind of gave me a clue that this was going to be a question and I love it. <laughs> and I, I think my superpower would be to read people's energy Ooh. to just be able to tune yes. into that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like have it be a natural superpower. And then, and then why I'd want to do that is because I'd want to help them if they needed to shift that energy into a positive yeah. energy. I yeah. want to be the person to do that for them. Yeah. So good. I love that. Um, you know, I, a lot of people say to me, read minds. I'm like, why would you want to do that? That would be painful and horrific, but to be able to read people's energy, I think, um, powerful. I like that one. Very good. Um, and your favorite quote, Rob. Yeah. Well, life is happening for you, not to you. That has always been my favorite quote. Yeah. 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 Really good one. Yeah. And our very last question, probably my most favorite, is if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Just relax. Relax. Don't stress out. It's a journey, right? And you have a whole lifetime to take that journey. And, you know, milestones change, goals change, life changes. Just relax, you know? Everybody's so stressed. Everybody's trying to accomplish everything so quickly. All these kids are so stressed out that they have to go to the best school and do the best thing. Mm. Take a deep breath and relax and live life and be present. Yeah. Be present. So good. So good. And look, Rob, thank you again so much for joining us today. Uh, this is this. I'm so glad that we had this chat. This has been really powerful for me. I know it's been really powerful for our listeners. And I really appreciate you taking uh, what you've been through and using it to give back and impact lives. So yeah, so appreciate you and you taking this time out um, to share on the podcast today. It was my pleasure. And uh, if you want to know more about me at all, just go to robswimer.com. Um, and, um, there's more information there and you can get a hold of me. If there's anything I can do for anybody, I never say no, just reach out. I'm here. Awesome. Now we're going to put all of that in the show notes. We'll put your website in. We'll put the link as well to the book so people can get some copies of that. Um, And uh, and any other way that you want people to connect with you, Rob, we'll put down there as well. Um, So please, guys, uh, look for Rob. Um, You know, grab, like I said, a copy of that book. I can't um, uh, I can't say that enough. I think this is going to be important for so many people to get their hands on it. Maybe it's just something you sort of, you know, like just gift very subtly to someone that you feel maybe. Just, um, you know, loves a good read. <laughs> there you go. It's an easy read. It's a beach read on a weekend. A yeah. beach read. I love beach reads. Quick, easy reads. Great. It's not like Tony Robbins' Life Force book. No. It's taken no. me six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good book, though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you again so much, Rob. Such a pleasure having you here. And of course, thank you as well to all of our beautiful listeners for tuning in again this week. Thank you for choosing uh, our podcast and uh, for taking this time out of your day to spend with us. Um, Please make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and we look forward to having you join us again next week. But that's it from us. So bye for now. Bye. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there. 